0: Chapter 4, Part 1 of Commentary in the Gospel of John, Book 3, by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by Reverend Philip Edward Pusey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 4 That oftentimes the departures of Christ from Jerusalem signify the transferring of his grace to the Gentiles. Wherein is also the discourse of the five barley loaves and the two little fishes. Chapter 6 And after these things Jesus departed to cross the Sea of Tiberias. First, I think it needful to tell my hearers that the Lord evidently did not make his departures from Jerusalem without some most necessary reason. There is an economy on almost every occasion, and on the nature of things, as on a tablet, he inscribes mysteries of what nature then is the intent of the departure and what is signified thereby we will make manifest in its proper time the chapters before us having reached their termination for having divided everything into sections and interpreted what is profitable out of the scriptures and so set them before our readers for their understanding we will offer the final consideration of the whole epitomizing in a summary what has been said in many portions but i think we ought to speak first on what is now before us after these things saith he jesus departed across the sea of Tiberius after what things must be sought not negligently christ then was manifested in jerusalem as a wondrous physician he had healed the man who had been thirty and eight years in his infirmity not by giving him any medicine not by devising any disease repelling remedy but rather by a word as god by almighty authority and god befitting beck for arise saith he take up thy bed, and go unto thy house. But since it was the Sabbath, the Jews are ignorantly angry, who were sick with the grossness of the letter, who more than he were bound by the folly that was their foster-brother, who were sick of the listless want of all good things alike, who were paralytic in mind, and enfeebled in habit, to whom might with reason be said, strengthen ye ye weak hands and ye palsied knees but they are angry saying that the honour due to the sabbath ought to be paid even by the lawgiver himself they condemn christ as a transgressor not admitting into their mind what is written impious is he who says to a king thou transgressest for these things they received sharp reproofs from the saviour and much and long discourse was prepared to show that the rest of the sabbath had been typically ordained for them of old and that the son of man is lord of the sabbath but they prepared to no good thing but full ready for all waywardness rise up against him who teacheth what they ought to learn and desire to kill him who would make them wise rewarding him as it is written evil for good after these deeds therefore and words the lord as of necessity departs from jerusalem and since the jews passover was nigh as we shall find a little further on he sailed across the sea of tiberias or the lake in the country of the jews so called but since what principally drove him away and induced him to withdraw and to go to other places and those so far removed from jerusalem was we have just said that the jews passover was nigh i think it is fitting to show that exceeding well did jesus eschew being found in jerusalem at that time the law of moses then commanded that the jews should hasten from the whole country round about to jerusalem there to celebrate in a type the feast of tabernacles and the spiritual person will thence perceive the gathering together of all the saints into christ when they shall be brought together from the whole world after the resurrection of the dead to the city which is above the heavenly jerusalem there to offer the thank-offerings of the true pitching of tabernacles that is of the framing and abidance of bodies corruption having been destroyed and death fallen into death as far as one can speak as to the fact of history the multitude of them who went up to jerusalem knew not number and it was probable that at that time the pharisees had great influence making believe to take part of the law and amid so great a multitude crying out against the transgressor or him who seemed to them to transgress FOR IT IS NOT AT ALL HARD TO FIRE UP THE COUNTLESS SWARM OF COMMON PEOPLE WHEN ONE SAYS THAT THEY ARE WRONGED AND ENDEAVORS TO STIR THEM UP EVEN AGAINST THOSE THAT HAVE NOTHING WRONGED THEM. FOR LIKE WATER OR FIRE THEY ARE FLUNG ABOUT EVERYWHERE BY UNCONSIDERED AND RANDOM IMPULSES AND advance TO EVERYTHING THAT CAN HURT. THESE THINGS THEN THE LORD NOT IGNORANT OF withdraws privily from jerusalem with his disciples and goes across the sea of tiberias but that he does exceeding well in shunning the jews who desire to kill him we shall see by these things also for the blessed evangelist himself says and after these things jesus walked in galilee for he would not walk in jewry because the jews were seeking to kill him that he avoids walking in jewry in order not to undergo death before his time i will grant will some one haply say but whether he also avoids the feast i do not yet know they then that were reputed his brethren come to christ in galilee saying depart hence and go into judea that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest but the lord answered them go ye up unto the feast, I go not up unto this feast, for my time hath not yet been fulfilled. It is then very plain and clear that the Saviour had withdrawn from Jerusalem, not only sent into voluntary banishment, so to say, from thence, but also loathing the abomination of the unbelieving, both by his skill eluding the fierceness of his persecutors and by his prudence thrusting back the dart of envy he withdraws again albeit able to suffer nothing even though he were present that he may limb us a fair example not of cowardice but of piety and charity towards our neighbour for we shall know led as by a pattern to the knowledge of what is profitable that if our enemies persecute us even though no harm at all be seen in our remaining. Yet by retiring, and thereby evading the broadside of the onslaughts, and retreating from the present heat, we may find the anger of those who wrong us beyond its zenith, and may cut away the boldness of their arrogance, profiting those who were not good towards us, and that unjustly, rather than ourselves profited, which is plainly not seeking our own, but also others' good. The work of love, then, is the not wholly withstanding those who wish us evil, nor by being satisfied with not being able to suffer anything even if present, to work in them anger more bitter, from its not being able to attain the mastery over that which is hated. Love, then, as Paul says, seeketh not her own, and this was purely in christ but if you fix again the keen eye of the understanding upon what is written you will be surprised to find a most excellent economy in the departures of our saviour i mean from jerusalem for he is driven out oftentimes by the mad folly of the jews and lodging with the aliens seems both to be kept safe by them and to enjoy due honour whereby he gives judgment of superiority to the church of the gentiles and through the piety of others convicts them of israel of their hatred of god and shows the cruelty that is in them by means of the gentleness that is in these that in every respect they may be proved to have been well and rightly thrust out of the promise to the fathers but the lord having hastened away from jerusalem lodges not at one of the cities round about nor takes up his abode in the neighboring villages but goes across the sea of tiberius by a most evident act all but threatening those who blasphemously take up the idea that they ought to persecute him that he would so far depart from them and estrange himself from their whole nation as even to make the way of their conversion to him in some sort impassable. For the sea can by no means be trodden by foot of man. Some such thing as this will he be found saying to them in what follows too, Ye shall seek me, and shall not find me, and whither I go ye cannot come. For most smooth and easy, and free from ruggedness to those who by faith go to him, is the way of righteousness rugged and uphill yea rather wholly impassable to them that provoke him as is said by one of the holy prophets for right are the ways of the lord and the just shall walk in them but the transgressors shall fail therein therefore the intervening tract of sea signifies the toilsomeness yea rather the impassableness by the jews of the way to him since God declares that he hedges up the ways of the ungodly soul, saying in the prophets, Therefore, behold, I will hedge up her way with thorns, and she shall not find her path. What then the thorns there signified, this here to the sea, in that it separates the insulted from those who chose recklessly to insult him, and severs the holy from the unholy but the type seems as though it were pregnant to us with yet another hidden mystery for when israel was sent forth from the country of the egyptians pharaoh was following in exceeding exasperation and maddened at the unexpected well-doing of the nation was hastening by law of battle to dare his envious and grievous designs he was following thinking he should be able to constrain to return to bondage those who had late and hardly slipped away from under his serfdom but god was leading his people through the midst of the sea and he hotly pursuing and by no means enduring to abate his anger and foolishly persuaded of his ungoverned wrath to fight against god was swallowed up in the midst thereof with his whole army and israel alone was saved but let now to moses come forward in the midst of us who lamented beforehand the mad folly of the jews and let him in his indignation at their impiety towards christ say to them an evil and adulterous generation do ye thus requite the lord him that bare thee through the midst of the sea and through mighty waves thou drivest over the sea and dost thou not blush at persecuting him thine then is the suffering o jew thee will the sea at last swallow up for to the persecutors not to the persecuted did death belong both then in their case and now in regard of christ and of the unholy jews the divine david too singeth to us let not the water flood overflow me neither let the deep swallow me up hinting at the all dread shipwreck of the synagogue of the jews and entreating not to be swallowed up with them in their depth of ignorance but in respect of the egyptians and him that ruled over them the peril was then of their earthly bodies but the jews conduct being in respect of what is more precious more severely are they punished for they undergo punishment of the soul receiving recompense proportionate to their wickedness for with reason was pharaoh punished endeavouring to get what was free into bondage contrarywise again justly is israel punished for not entering into bond service under the lord of all but what the one was to him in the might of his greed this was he too found to be towards god from his great vainglory we must note that he calls the lake of tiberius a sea in accordance with the words of divine scripture for the gathering together of the waters called the creator seas among profane writers too the word is often indifferently used insomuch that some do not hesitate sometimes to call the sea a lake Two, three, four and a great multitude was following him because they saw his miracles which he did on them that were diseased and jesus went up into the mountain and there he sat with his disciples and the passover a feast of the jews was nigh for when christ had gone forth from jerusalem according to that which is said in the prophets i have forsaken mine house i have left mine heritage when having spurned the disobedient and unruly people of the jews he gave himself to the aliens then a great multitude followeth him but he goeth up into a mountain according to that surely which he had aforesaid and i if i be lifted up from the earth will draw all men unto me for he was lifted up from the earth on ascending the cross for our sakes he was lifted up again in another way, having ascended as unto a mountain, unto God befitting honor and glory. For we do not, like Israel, dishonor him as man, but we worship him as God and Savior and Lord. For among them he was conceived of as some lowly one, and as nothing at all. And verily they would shrink not from calling him a Samaritan, and with graver dishonor would call him the carpenter's son. But among them who believe on him, he is admired as the mighty worker and God, a doer of miracles. For you may hear how pious is the purpose of them who followed him. For because they saw his miracles upon the infirm. Therefore they thought they ought to follow him more zealously, as being led from the things performed proportionably unto the knowledge of the performer, and from his God befitting authority, considering that he who was clothed therewith is by nature son. For by this way the Saviour commanded us to advance unto faith in him. For the works that I do, saith he, The very works bear witness of me and again if i do not the works of my father believe me not but if i do though ye believe not me believe my works as then from the greatness of the beauty of the creatures their maker god is seen so from miracle by a like process of thought the perfecter of signs is seen and the faith of his followers is rightly marvelled at but i deem that some more special and not obvious interpretation is concealed in the things said for we see that the evangelist says that they who follow christ were not only glad beholders of miracles but also of what miracles they were most just admirers for he adds which he did on them that were diseased that hence he might show that the frame of mind of those that followed him was contrary to that of the jews for these because he had healed the sick of the palsy are impiously angry but the former not only admire him for these things when present but also flock together to him at his departure as wonder-worker and god let us then who have subscribed unto ourselves christ as our lord flee the ignorance befitting the jews let us cleave to him by patience as the most wise disciples did enduringly by no means enduring to depart from him and be deserters but by our very deeds crying aloud that which was valiantly spoken by paul who shall separate us from the love of christ let us then follow him both persecuted and in fleeing from the stubbornness of those who strive against him that we may both go up into a mountain and there sit with him that is may spring up into glorious and most excellent grace by reigning together with him according as himself said ye which have followed me in my temptations in the regeneration when the son of man shall sit in the throne of his glory ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of israel for i think that the disciples being said to abide with the saviour and to go up into a mountain and sit with him introduces these ideas end of chapter four part one